Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome to the Head Honcho Podcast. This is the very first episode, and I couldn't be more stoked about this one, man. Whew, we fucking here, man. That fucking beat sounded fire. You can't lie. Um, but welcome. My name is Cedric Ramos. I am your host. My job here is to explore the life stories of people that I find worthy enough to be called a head honcho. And none other than my best friend, Patrick Go, is head honcho's episode one. This one was a fucking fun one. We had a super fun time just recording, laughing, and really diving deeper as as mentioned in episode zero of of his story and and really learning like what is what like what is patrick go all about and finding out that insane story that he had to say and he he fucking said it so well too like patrick man i know you're listening to this good shit on that man he's been a that dude's been my friend for nearly a decade so glad we got to get this one off the books this is episode one I just want to hop right into it, but before I let you guys go, please bear with us as this is the first episode. I fucking made a mistake. I left my phone. My phone has like car magnets behind the case, right, for for when I hold it up uh, during my car rides. So I put my phone on the mixer a few minutes into the podcast, and I didn't realize that it would cause static on, on my end. So bear with us. When I speak, sometimes you might hear some static throughout, but I did my best to try and cancel that out. So, you know, that's his first episode. Like I said, we're here to grow. We're here to get better. Please hit me up on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. You know where to find me. Let me know who you guys want next to be on the Head Honcho podcast. You know, anybody that has a a great story that they want to share, put out to the world, their message. I'm all here for it, man. I already have a few people lined up, not including myself, um, for this for the next few episodes. So stay tuned, guys. I'm I'm super excited. I'm here to stay. I am here to consistently post. Um, but let's just get right into it, man. This is episode one, the Head Huncho Podcast with Patrick Go. Yo, yo, guys. This is Cedric. You are listening to the Head Huncho Podcast. I am here with the First guest on my podcast, Patrick Go. Patrick, how are you, man? What's going on, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time coming. I remember even talking about this with you, like yeah, last man. year, even yeah. for sure. Patrick has his um, his own podcast of his own too. Um, but how you been, man? How's your day going so far? Good, man. I just woke up about thirty minutes ago, but uh, you know, <laughs> it's it's good. Yeah, yeah. this it's is so far. This is pretty early for for some people on a Saturday morning, even even at this time, but. Yeah, I think so. This is pretty late, I think. You think for me. so? Yeah. I, I know people that are wake up even past this. It's their Jesus. Saturday. That's crazy. Yeah, Quick question, it. though. What do you think of the, the new Seiko 5 watch collection coming out this month? Oh, bro. I think I think it's solid, man. But yeah. you know how I feel about automatic watches, so that's that. But, uh, you know, it, it's solid. For sure, for sure. Um, you, you have got on on an automatic Seiko watch right now, though. Yeah, man. I got the Seiko 5 too. You do too, man. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like it. What is it. What is it about, like, like automatic that you're not two and two i hate that it loses time i'm a stickler about that yeah so like um i like rocking my g-shock or like uh, i have a belova accutron so mm-hmm. the thing that's cool about the belova is it's a quartz but you know how quartz normally tick yeah yeah, yeah. um so in the belova it uh, it just sweeps kind of like an automatic 
Yeah. So I rock that a lot. Um, I like that it keeps time. This, like, sometimes, you know, depending on the day you look at it or depending on, like, how many how many hours you've worn it for, it'll be, like, fucking 5.30 and you look at it and it's, like, 5.35. It's like, oh, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? <laughs> I hate it. Yeah, man. It's like you got to wear it every day or have that watch winder for yeah. it to be accurate, right? Exactly. And you can't, like, like I don't know, if I want to, like, play basketball with it on or something, you definitely yeah, yeah. can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> and fuck sure. the gears up. You st- you're still playing ball every day, right? Or like uh, Yeah, pretty much. Stuff, every, other, every other day, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. You too, right? Um, other than when we play every Tuesday, that's it. <laughs> but we've been talking though. Every every uh, we're thinking about bumping it up to to two days a week. Yeah, we got to man. But it's a must. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, let's start from the beginning, Patrick. Let's like let's tell the listeners like where are you from, man. All right, bro. So uh, I was born in Palo Alto in 1998. Okay. And then um, from from birth to three years old, I lived in. Uh, South San Francisco with my mom and her family. Um, And then from three to nine, I moved to the Philippines. So I lived in in Manila for about six years. Then when I was nine years old, I came back here uh, to live in Pacifica and then stayed in Pacifica for two years, Uh, lived in South City. And uh, yeah, Damn now man. I'm in San Mateo. That's crazy. You've been around, huh? Wait, I Pretty didn't even much. know you were uh, in the Philippines. Yeah, man. You uh, said from three to nine? Three to nine, yep. Six uh, years. Where in the Philippines? Uh, in Manila. Manila. So like, to be exact, um, we lived in a condo by like Rojas Boulevard in like Pasay, if you know where that is. Yeah, it's yeah. like near Mall of Asia. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm familiar. I, I went when I was 11, but I remember that for oh, some reason. Gotcha. Yeah, for sure. I mean, how was growing up in, in Philippines? That's like, oh, dude. their school is a little different, right? But it's still mm-hmm. like elementary. Right. right, like three to nine, you're basically up to what is that, like third grade? Um, grade? nine years old. Uh, I think oh, no, that was fourth grade. Fourth, yeah, fourth, fourth grade. grade yeah, yeah. Fourth grade. Um, it's different, man. It's way different. Even like, so the the school system there, like, I went to a private school. <clears throat> and I went to like a Chinese private school, so I was learning like how to read, write, speak Chinese, and and like English, um, and then like the regular like Filipino history and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, but it's way different. Um, living out there because. You know, like when you live out there, you got to have like the maids and the drivers and all that, yeah, all that yeah. stuff. Um, or not, not everyone has that in the Philippines. Oh, right, right. But, you, but you grew up, you grew up like that. In yeah. The Philippines. Mm-hmm. Okay. Was, my dad was around too. So life was way different, man. He would like, yeah, yeah <laughs> it was way different. We'll get into that. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Oh, you mentioned you, you were born in Palo Alto mm-hmm. and then grew up like with your mom. Mm-hmm. But then in the Philippines, were you staying with your dad or? No. So I've never lived, I've never lived with my dad. Like my dad and I have never like shared a household, okay. um, but he was around like back when I was in the, in Manila, like he would come visit um, at least every few months, every, yeah. every couple months or so. He was always traveling, always out and about um, doing his business thing. But you know, he, he, he made time. Yeah. So it was good. It's good sure. being around him. For sure. Yeah. Tell me, tell me a little bit more about like, like how you were as a kid. You know? <laughs> Like three oh, to nine, dude. or or as you said, like nine to nine to thirteen. You were in Pacifica. You said uh, nine to eleven. I was nine in Pacifica. Yeah, and eleven to sixteen. I was in South City. In South City. Um, but dude, yeah, tell me how like young little Patrick was growing up. Dude, I was man. a piece of shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a piece of shit, bro. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm like, I was like, dude, as a kid, seriously, bro. Even my whole family knows. Like, as a kid, I was like your typical like spoiled rich kid because I knew my dad had the dough. Yeah. So it was like I was super entitled and I was super mean. Like. Yeah. It had no regard, ungrateful, like um, no empathy, all of, all of that, all of the above that you could think of. Really? Just a bratty fucking kid. Like if I met my my kid version, like if I met the kid version of myself, I would slap the shit out of it. <laughs> Seriously, dude, that was a piece of shit. Like, yeah, no, not gonna lie here. Um, yeah, it was good, man, because it was like a learning experience. Yeah. <clears throat> but I think I turned out that way because nobody said no. Like, you know, my, my dad was only around sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. and when he was around, like it was like, 
always a party like oh here's some dough here let's get some toys let's go eat it's like, always like that yeah it's always uh, like that or like yeah. let's you know take you around like these cars take you around like you know these kind of things um and, and then, so so even like from the start you were pretty much just like your environment was like nice things i know you, you even mentioned like you had maids drivers mm -hmm. so i guess that's how it, it really turned out for you on like it did yeah kid, yeah i think it ruined uh <laughs> i think it ruined me <laughs> as a kid dude seriously because like it was just bad, man. Like I, I, I remember like stories that I don't want to say, but it's just terrible, yeah. bro. Like just me being a, because when you're a kid, like it's bad because for one, you don't know like empathy and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like somebody, you know, you have to kind of grow up to learn that stuff. And on top of that, you're like, you have nobody telling you no. Like your dad is just like always like, oh yeah, you know, do whatever. And your mom, my mom was like, you know, ah, like you just being a kid, you know. Yeah. Um. So a lot of times, like my cousins would be like, dude, you're a piece of shit. Like yeah. you gotta knock it off. You know what I mean? <laughs> they were the ones that were telling me that. <laughs> so like, how was the transition from going from being this spoiled little bratty kid in the Philippines? Mm -hmm. You know, being entitled, having everything like given, never hearing no. Mm-hmm. Like, did that change for you when you went to South City or like... Oh, dude. Yeah, tell, or tell me also 100. like the reason why you guys even moved back to the U.S. too. Right. So, um, at the time, I was about nine years old and my dad... So, my dad was like... I don't want to put him in the spot, but like he was known to like just womanize. So, like with... So, he had... Uh, let me backtrack a little bit. Like, he yeah. had he had a first wife um, before my mom. So, okay. with, with that wife, he had like four, four children. Um... And then during that marriage, he met my mom and he had, um, you know, like they pretty much dated for a little bit. And um, actually, he had like two miscarriages with my mom. So my mom had like two miscarriages before me because um, she was a bit older when she was she was like in her 30s when she met my dad. Um, and then after me, there was like another woman um, and he had a uh, another child with uh, my with another woman pretty much so all in total he had like three baby mamas yeah um and so at the time my mom she just had it because he was like not seeing me a lot like he was always out and like he was on the news a lot and she just was she didn't want to be she didn't want to raise me around that she wanted me yeah. to be around like her family and like to grow up like somewhat normal i think she saw too how bad it was getting for me yeah because nine years old i was at that point where it was like you're old enough to be conscious but you're still young enough to like not really think critically about what you're uh -huh. doing so it's a lot of dumb shit that i was doing a lot yeah. of, like a lot of fucked shit that's crazy yeah did yeah. you want to share with like like one fucked up shit that you like can remember or just like yelling at maids yelling at drivers you know oh, like really? being yeah. a little piece of shit yeah man it was bad oh shit <laughs> it was bad damn i can imagine man <laughs> but you know i mean in like philippines like you know i could say this you know it's like a third world country right mm -hmm. and like there's not really like a middle class you know you're either yeah. rich or you're just like shit broke 100%. that's how i remember it and i know yeah. it's like like that for a lot of other third world countries too. hell yeah uh, that's my take i mean, I, mean yeah. I think there is a middle class but still but it definitely outweighs like the the percentage of rich people and the percentage of poor people for it's sure. very like it's very offset yeah for sure for sure so i mean I guess that's your reasoning. And then did you say your dad was on like the news a lot? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. He was getting into like a lot of shit. Yeah. yeah. And he was just um, up to man. My dad has always been like sort of had like a lot of moving parts in his okay. life. Um, but I guess this this just had my mom just had it with. Uh, yeah. Around that time. So I, I, I guess um, you can say or it's safe to say that you guys moved to um, the U.S. like for your sake and just to, to start back in the city or I, I mean yeah i guess you could say that right yeah. you could say that um yeah i think my mom saw like yeah if, if, if you know if, if we're still here and like you're always going to be like this mm -hmm. and like 
you know, something's got to change. I think that's, yeah. that's what was in her mind. But I also think she just didn't want to be around um, what my dad was around at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. But yeah. Okay. Back to your question, man. Like, yeah, I definitely did change when I came, when I came here. It was yeah, a yeah. huge was difference. That? How was that? Bro, oh my God, dude. The first the first two, three years of me like moving back here, so I was about nine years old. For, so for like from nine to 12, yeah. dude, it was bad. Like, cause um, I was staying with my mom and uh, my two uncles. Mm-hmm. And so they had to like, yeah, man, they, we had to, we got into a lot of arguments, bro. Like, can you imagine like a 50 year old grown man arguing with a 10 year old kid? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, dude. Like, I, cause I mean, growing up, I didn't, I just hated, um, I don't know, man. I just didn't like, like someone, some, yeah. someone like telling you what to do, so to, so to speak. Yeah, it sucks to like, say, man. But that's how I was as yeah, a kid. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I was like that as a kid. Now I'm, you know, um, for sure. That's for just sure. how life is. It's yeah, it's all part but, of the growth, right? Yeah. Yeah. But at the time, it's like, man, fuck that, dude. Like this guy's telling me what to do. You. You probably didn't know your uncle at the time, right? You said he's, he's uh, like fifty or something. No, right? no, we knew. I knew he was my uncle, but um, or, yeah, but we, we weren't close or anything yeah, like yeah. that. There you so go. There you go. It was, it was weird. Yeah. And they had a lot of weird enforcement too. Like, it was weird. Like when I was first growing up, like I couldn't play like shooting games on the TV. Like little, little, interesting things like that. That yeah. was like, ah, okay, I get where you're coming from, but also it's like 2012, man. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. the year 2012. No, it was, that was, um, it was like 2011, probably. Oh, 2011. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was and like then, Call of Duty hype. Like that was like when that was big. So yeah. it, was, it was weird. Like Grand Theft Auto too. Right. Yeah. 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 I only reason why I remember 2012 too is like, um, like when they said the the year or the world end. was gonna end type <laughs> shit. Right. Uh-huh. That was super funny. <laughs> so, so you were you're still in Pacifica at this time, and right when you came back from Philippines, you started school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went mm-hmm. to school in Sunset Ridge. Sunset Ridge. Pacifica. Yeah. Okay. So you were like years. a fifth grader. Uh, fourth, fifth grader. Fourth, I did fifth for two years. Yeah. 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 And then after you moved to South City, mm-hmm. and then you started in Westboro. Westboro. Mm-hmm. How was Westboro for you? It was good, man. I I liked it. Um, I always kind of did my own thing. I liked middle school, man. That was a fun time because yeah, it was like yeah. no responsibilities, but you're like mature enough. At that point, I was a little bit more like, all right, like you know, I, I was a lot more. I don't know how to like. I guess emotionally mature. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then during that time, like my mom. So every year since. Uh, since every year since 2010, yeah. Um, so we moved back to 2008, but any every year since 2010, my mom goes to the Philippines, uh, for like three, four months at a time, sometimes six, mm-hmm. um, or like she'll split it up or whatever. But yeah, she'll she'll she'd be gone for like long periods of time. So that's the time she started doing that, and I was 12. I was in, I was in sixth grade. Um, so at that point, like I started to learn, started to understand like how to take care of myself and like mm-hmm. cook for myself, do my own laundry. So, yeah. um. It was good, man. She taught me like how to, at that age, that was the age where she taught me how to do like most of the things that have like snowballed into what I do today. Sure. So like she taught me like, oh, like if you need to pay for your phone bill, this is how you do it. This mm-hmm. is how you talk to these people. This is how you deal with them. Or like um, to, if you want to deal with your dental insurance, fucking. Damn. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Oh, you were making these phone calls even at, at yeah, that bro. Young at, age. At, yeah, bro. At like 12, yeah. 13 years old, she like forced me to do that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, part of it was like she'd say my mom was a bit older when she gave birth. Right. She was 44 when I was born. OK. Um, so part of it, she'd say like, oh, like one day I won't be around anymore. So I want you to learn how to do all this shit for yourself. Yeah. And the other half of it is I just think she didn't want to deal with it, man. <laughs> I just think she didn't want to deal with having to deal with dental insurance for her. Yeah. For me. So, I mean, I, yeah. I had to learn. It was good. It was tough love. That, yeah, for sure. That's good, man. I mean, you got to do a lot of things at a young age. For mm-hmm. sure. You know. I'm grateful enough to like be a part of like your fun side of, of Westboro. <laughs> That's where we 
first met right yeah. in middle school so i know how it felt like no responsibilities our parents like let us go out a lot yeah dude and that was um, cool. yeah that's that's cool man you you got to you got to really like make those phone calls me personally i remember i would always just like push it on my mom like <laughs> my mom would do all like the cleaning appointments like i don't want to talk on the phone mom here, here, here. <laughs> that's how i remember yeah. it yeah so that's cool you you started like at a young age and definitely translates to like how you are today for mm-hmm. sure yeah so middle school westboro like what's one thing you can remember about like westboro middle school Fuck those years that. it was so fun bro that was a good time i mean i like life is fun like a lot it's fun for me now but in a different way because back then it was more like kid fun like yeah. no responsibility just doing dumb shit like i remember yeah like what you said we i met you guys and i feel like our relationship really was like solidified at that time for sure xbox was hot so a lot of all-nighters <laughs> on that man <laughs> um, dude we first met talking shit on xbox yeah we on, did uh, call of duty or something that's how we met <laughs> we man. did man yeah. as much as social media shows like Call of Duty, like, everybody was talking shit at the time. Like, hey, it, it translated to our friendship, man. That's where it started. It did, man. That <laughs> was remember. good. That was really good. Um, yeah, what, what else were you in, into at the time? Like, Xbox? Like, what else? Xbox. I was into skating, like, yeah, yeah. my first two, first two years of middle school. Like, it was, it was hot into skating. Um, and I even got, like, so I, every, day, uh, every day in middle school, I would walk to school and walk back home. So, um, I got into like riding a skateboard to put to school, riding mm-hmm. at home. I even got like, I don't know if you remember, it's called the soul skate. It was like this thing. It was like a three wheeled, um, like skateboard. And it looked like it, it, the way you rode it was like on one foot. So it was like goofy as fuck. Like you would like ride. Yeah. Um, I think I, I, I think I remember what you were talking about. It's like smaller than yeah, you know, right? It yeah, looks yeah. like a T almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I was like riding that. And then like at the end of middle school, I think we, uh, I was kicking it with you guys and you mm-hmm. guys, I think everyone just got into basketball around that time. Yeah, it was yeah. like, it was like the thing to do. It was fun. That was a good time. Yeah. That was like the hoop dream. Yeah, man. Like I remember Trevor Dunbar. Yeah. Trevor Dunbar. <laughs> yo, dude, shout out that guy, man. That, shout, that yeah. dude had like shout the out whole Trevor. Bay area, like a storm, bro. Like Hell everybody yeah. was shift team. Dude, that was fun, man. Those are fun times. Like eighth, eighth grade, eighth grade freshman year, like basketball was hot for sure for us. I remember like, yo, we were saying, uh, Yo, you're, yo, your dribbling's pretty good. You're, you're kind of tall. I think you can make it to the NBA. <laughs> I remember that, dude. I remember. The hoop dream was real, bro. That was funny. Yeah. yeah. And then talk to me about, like, your transition, you know, going from Westboro Middle School to high school. Because I, mm-hmm. um, I know that was, like, a point even, like, in our relationship or, like, I know in your life. Like, how was that transition? Like, what, what went mm-hmm. on after, like, eighth grade? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I thought it was good. So first year of high school was pretty normal. Still same thing, basketball. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, you and I, you and I both, went to diff- both went to different schools, mm-hmm. um, even in middle school. But um, I feel like in high school, it just, we sort of went our separate ways for yeah. a little bit there for like two years. Um, so I kind of just did my thing. You guys did your thing. Yeah. You guys kicked it with, with your group of friends, and I was with my group of friends. For sure. Um, but it was good. Yeah. High school was good. My freshman year of high school, I think two months in, I got my first tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Literally, I think like October, October of, uh, we start school August, we got October. Yeah. So that's how that happened. October. Oh, did you get a tattoo like for your birthday? Because I know your birthday is in October. Right? No, it was, it was like October 6th or so. It was like the beginning of October. I, I, it wasn't my birthday yet. Yeah. But um, yeah. What was that tattoo? My mom's name. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My yeah. mom's name. And then... So high school, did you, did you like try out for like the basketball team? I did. Yeah. Yes, I did. So my sophomore year of high school, um, I was like, su- by that point, I was like super into it. 
Um, were you guys hooping too? At that, at that, like you guys were into it too? Yeah, yeah. Um, I played my freshman year and, and sophomore year, yeah. Oh, right on. Um, okay. Devon also played with me. Um, Nathan, he played his freshman year. Um, <laughs> nice. But yeah, like we're, we, we never got to play on the same team. Oh, fuck. Um, and then that's pretty much it, yeah. Okay. But yeah, man, at that point, I was super into it. I was, I was hooping a lot with um, my girlfriend's sister's boyfriend at the time, Anthony. Um, Anthony was raw, man. He still is raw. Shout out to Anthony, <laughs> you piece of shit. So, like, he's raw, dude. So, like, at the time, um, he was going to a lot of these, like, basketball camps. Um, and so, like, we would just tag along and we'd hoop. We'd get better. Um, and it was a fun time. So, when it came time to try out, um, I, thought, I thought I had the skill. The problem was I just didn't have the IQ. Like, I couldn't put it all together. Yeah. Like, I could, you know, do all, like, these pull-ups and, like, I could, like, spin move and all this shit. Um but at that point, I didn't know how to like put it all together, uh, sure. like like game wise. Yeah. So it was difficult to translate game wise. Um, so yeah, I ended up getting cut my sophomore year of, oh, okay. uh, of high school, um, and I think that was a blessing, man. Honestly, because looking back, I don't know what I would have done if I stayed on that team. I probably would have like stayed on that path, and the path that I ended up taking after I got cut was like was like way different. Yeah. Um, and and what path was that like? So, um, I kept playing for a little bit, but then yeah. Um, like I got into like books. I started to like go heavily into that. Okay. Um, so I got my first job at Journeys at 16 years old, February 2015. I remember I, you got that job early. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I remember like so out of anyone, I, I know you were like the first one to get that job. Oh, yeah. what? Okay. Or like the first one to get a job. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I got that job. Journeys. Um, and like I got into it. So I remember the first day at my first job, the first day at that job, I went, so it was at Tanfran, right? I walked to Barnes and Noble um, and I bought a book called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Yeah. So like my mind was in the, was sort of like leading to the right space. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I didn't, you know, it wasn't at the time it was like, wasn't for the right reason. I, I think it was just like, oh, like I'm just doing it just because I think it's interesting and like, um, just sort of want to like go into this space, but I didn't really know what I was doing. It was sort yeah. of just like all over the place. Like there just, wasn't really anything like leading you for that direction other than curiosity is what right you're saying? yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. curiosity okay. um and i understood i think at that point i was sick of like i was like man when i grow older like you know i don't want to live with like uncles or all this shit for you sure. know like i want to have dough and i want to have like i want to be comfortable i want to be um comfortable yeah and at that time you were you were still living with your uncle mm -hmm. right your uncle and, and mom and but mom was like there right it happened fast though so february 2015 um i got my first job yeah bought that book whatever right and then um we i found out in may 2015 i remember all this like yeah, yeah you know vividly um i remember my uncle was like oh yeah the lease is ending on our our townhouse like you know uh -huh. we're all gonna go separate ways um and at the time, my mom was still in the Philippines, like when we first found that out. Yeah. So the, the lease was ending July, July 29 or July 31st, 2015. Um, and so it all happened quick, man. That's like you got know, your first job and then right. a few months come up and then everyone moves out. Um, really? And that whole time, man, was very it was interesting because it was like and you were a sophomore still at this time. Yeah, I was a sophomore. Yeah. Um, but by the time everything finished, I was like at the beginning of my junior year. Okay. So like. Uh, throughout the summer, you know, just preparing for the move, working. Yeah. Um, I had like different, so I, I, that journey's job only lasted like a month. <laughs> and then I ended up working at Sizzlers for a little bit over the summer. Um, and then after Sizzlers, I quit and I worked at JCPenney for a bit. Um, 
after that, I went to Chipotle. It was like a whole bunch of bouncing around like these weird odd jobs. Yeah. Um, so anyways, so yeah, after that lease ended, uh, everyone went their separate ways. I went to go live with my auntie for a little bit. And then when my mom came back, it was sort of like, we sort of bounced around for two months. Um, so like we would live, uh, like we lived at my auntie's. She mm-hmm. lived with my grandma's, I believe. I lived with my cousin's. Um, and then uh, at one point we were living in a like a hotel for like a few weeks. And then eventually... We ended up at this homeless shelter, my mom and I, uh, on October 6th, I remember. And we were there for six days. Same year, October 6th. Yeah, October 6th. Yep. Yeah, yeah, man. So if you can imagine, like, oh, that shit happens Moving quick. Moving around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. Not in, only, in like, one year. with just, like, um, like your households moving from cousins to aunties, but, like, your mm-hmm. jobs as well. Yeah, exactly. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was, like, moving around. And at the time, man, like, I knew it wasn't what I wanted to do. I knew, like, oh, these jobs, I hate, I hate doing this, but I got to do it. You know, I got to make some dough somehow. For sure. Um, so, yeah, we were in there for six days, that homeless shelter. And, like, I'm super grateful for that time. Like, I think for me, that was a turning point of, yeah. like, you know, everything sort of leading up to that. Um, and it taught me a lot. Like, you know, being in there, the vibe is different. Everyone is so, like, you know, there's, there's, you're living with different people in there. Yeah. So you see all kinds of people, man, like from all walks of life, from like people at the very, very, very bottom, you know, and some people just, um, you know, there's like single moms out there trying to make it happen. And sure. it's just an interesting place to be. I was only there for six days, but I mean, that's all I needed, man. Yeah. So after those six, so after, I think like, how, how was it? Like, how would you feel during that time? Like coming home? I mean, it was six days, but like, yeah. Oh, dude. like how was it calling it home even for that? Like brief, Right. I thought, man, I can't do this for sure. Yeah. Like I'm, on the first night, um, I did a few things, but like on the first night I made promise to myself that I would never, ever be broke, you know? Yeah. And that's sort of like when my relationship with money started to come to fruition. So like I understood mm-hmm. the value of money at that point. Cause before it was just like, Oh, my dad sending me dough. Like, ah, oh, whatever. It's always here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but right. Like my dad was always sending me dough, but at that point, like I understood like, Whoa, this shit is, is actually like valuable this shit is life-changing um because at that point so backtrack again for a little bit okay. um when i got into middle school my dad was giving me an allowance of 500 dollars a month so that was 13 years old 500 dollars a month like uh every month yeah um, and so th- that kept going until we got up to that point at that point i was around I was six it was almost I was six I was 16 almost 17 um and it was still we still had that going but i didn't really know how to like save it or anything like that mm-hmm. i was just sort of like Oh, it's here. Like, let's go get some food. Let's go buy some shoes or something like yeah. that. Um, so at that point, like when I got into that shelter, <clears throat> I remember the first night, man, just really doing like deep reflection. Um, I remember like staying up, just a lot of thinking that night. Like first I hit up my dad and said, dad, you know, here's, here's the situation. He said, all right, no problem. Go get your own place. I'll send you rent money. So that was that. Um, I knew like there was light at the end of the tunnel initially. Um, but yeah, man, like seeing everyone in there, like it was different. It definitely was different. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to say like I recommend everyone to go do it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but man, look, it changed my life for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Cause my relationship with money, like I keep saying, like definitely changed. Like now I understood like, okay, this shit is valuable. This shit can change your life. Like this yeah. is your livelihood. So it, while I was in there, man, I kept thinking like, like, you know, why does everyone say like money isn't a big deal? Money isn't important. Like, you know, for me at the time, dude, I was looking around me like, dude, money can solve all my problems right now. For like, sure. you know what I mean? And yeah. it's it, it, so to me, it, it hits a certain spot when people are like, oh, like, 
it's not a big deal like that to a point it's not a big deal like you shouldn't do things for money whatever you're doing for money yeah i think what matters more than money is whatever you do for the money because that's what you'll be doing and that's what you'll spend your time doing definitely um, you know like even yeah in in the topic of money it's important to a certain extent so to speak right right it's like money's not gonna solve every single problem but mm-hmm. i'd say for damn sure money solves at least that peace of mind of having that place to stay right a uh, place to stay for your situation or even mm-hmm. like food to eat yeah food to eat right. yeah, yeah just like your necessities clothes to wear you know you're not wearing right. the same white tee every day <laughs> shit, yeah. yeah i would do that <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no like we're diff- different white tees every day but like yeah, yeah not the sure. same one <laughs> <laughs> Kirkland White Tees, Costco. Not not a sponsor, but shout out to Kirkland, man. Yeah, those are those are some good tees. If you don't have a pack of six, pick one up at Costco. Yes, please. But okay, so so continue continue with it. Like keep painting the picture for me. Six that six after that six days of homeless shelter, that was like a huge turning point. Like like what'd you do the next day after mm-hmm. you got out the homeless shelter? Like what, what what happened? Did you get your own spot with moms or? No, man, I went to school the next day, you know, and it yeah, was yeah. tough, man. Cause like <clears throat> I had to go to school and oh, like- Oh, right, right, right. You were going, <clears throat> you were still in school. At, I was, right. Well, all this is going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're still at South City High, yeah. No, I was in middle college already at that point. Oh, middle college, okay, mm-hmm. okay. So my junior year, I went to middle college and it was, per- see, like, it's crazy because everything, and you'll you'll see, man, like after I paint this picture, you will see how everything played out sure. and it's just fucking insane. Like yeah, yeah. everything literally led up to one, to like the next thing. Yeah. And it was there at the right time. Like bro, middle college was there at exactly the right time. You went from middle college. And I went back to South City after my or, junior year. Or r- sophomore year ended South City High mm-hmm. and then junior year started middle college at Skyline. Right. Right, mm-hmm. right. And it was Can perfect. Can you tell the listeners like what middle college even is? Yeah, like, yeah. A lot of people might not, not know what mm-hmm. that is, yeah. So at the time, 2015, Middle College was in its first year, at least in uh, South, Am- South San Francisco, the, the school district. Yeah. Um, so it was in its first year. So Middle College, essentially what it is, is you go to a community college for the last two years of your high school. And um, while, you're, while you're going to school there, that's like where you go to school full time. You'll, you'll earn college credits along the way while fulfilling your high school requirements. So the idea behind it is after you graduate high school, you will already have one year or a year and a half of college under your belt. Yeah. So it pretty much shortens the time to transfer to a college or the time to, to graduate college yeah, is sure. the idea behind it. And was it. this free at the time too? Or mm-hmm. it was right. free? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. definitely leverage that. Yeah, well said. Well yeah, said for sure. Dude, it was awesome. Like my first year there, um, I took like public speaking classes, business law, real estate. I was trying to get into that. For sure. Um, so it was good because I was around all these people who are a lot more mature. And that, like I said, like at the time I was going through like having to go through like live on living on my own and like sort of handling my own finances. It was good to be able to talk to folks who were like in their early 20s or so yeah, yeah. and ask about like, hey, like, you know, how's your credit? What, how do, like, how does a credit score work or like this and that? So it was good. And all the people at middle college, super supportive. Um, like they were, they were out there to help you out. Like they had your back. They really wanted, so it was a small group of students. There was like 50 students total. So everyone knew who everyone was and everyone sort of like, you know, would, would keep in touch and mm-hmm. check in. So during middle college, you said, or let's, let's backtrack back to where we were. Middle college is October or it, it was October, right? It started, when, yeah, middle college started August 2015. August. Regular, yeah. Yeah, regular yeah but school. then October is like with... Um, when the six-day period ended, right, the homeless mm-hmm. shelter, right, 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 right. So, talk to me a little bit more about that period of time, right? Yeah. So, still going middle of college, mm-hmm. um, but then that homeless shelter, that huge turning point in your life, like what happened, like after that? 
Okay, so the first night I hit up my dad. We got on the phone. I yeah. said, Dad, you know, this situation, it ain't cool. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, this and that. He said, no problem. <laughs> Get your own place. I'll pay for your rent. And we'll just have to figure out what to do. He did, you know, my dad, you know, so pretty much I told my mom, I sat, I sat down with my mom, like, Mom, my dad's going to pay for my own place. Like, yeah. we're going to have to figure this out. You know, we can't live here. So she ended up moving back with her mom in San Francisco and I ended up going on my own. So I ended up getting my own place. I remember like uh, that Saturday or that Friday or something like that. I found so. OK, I found uh, like an in-law on Craigslist um, and it was the first one, the first person that I contacted. Like I just right. contacted him and like, hey, like, uh, you know, can I come by and check out the spot? <clears throat> so he came by um, and I liked the place. I still live there now, four years later. But um my mom and I checked the place out. It was good. Everything was good. Private entrance and all this, all this stuff. Right. Um, and at, at the time I told my landlord, like, Hey, you know, like I work at JCPenney, man, I'm 16 years old. My dad's going to send me rent every month. Like, can we make this work? You know, I don't have a credit score or anything like that. And I can't, I'm not, I can't legally sign this lease for you, but you know, can we make this work? Yeah. So he was like, all right, man, like, you know, um, I'll take your word for it. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll give you a chance. You seem like a good guy. Yeah. Like, um, but what I want to do is I want to have your mom sign the lease, at least for now, until you turn 18 so that we can have something. I can have something on paper for my protection. I said, all right, fine. That's sure. fine. So I ended up living there. I moved in there October 11, 2015. Um, yeah, man, I've been there ever since yeah. <laughs> four years later. That, that's crazy. I mean, just hearing your story, even like from back then, how you mentioned your mom made you talk to the dental, mm -hmm. the dental insurance, made you talk to, um, what was it? What phone, was phone, bills. phone bill. Phone bill, right. yeah. And then that translates to you even, you know, you're 16 and then you even have the courage to say mm -hmm. to a landlord, you know, like, this is his <laughs> spot. This is his unit. And right. you're like, yo, man, I'm 16. And you told him your situation, you know. Right. I feel like that translated. Have you ever yeah, thought man. of it that no, way? No, I have not, dude. That's crazy that you say yeah, that. Because, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and looking back, that, that is what it, uh, what it, how it just turned out. learning how to speak and, like, negotiate like that, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, just, right. Learning how yeah, to yeah. take care of yourself. Not being afraid to, like, just talk, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's cool, man. Right. For sure. Props to that, man. Yeah. So, I was super so you, grateful for every, for that whole experience because yeah, it taught me a lot. Definitely. So you still live in that spot now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then, so like after that spot, like, you know, you, you, you move in obviously. Right. And then right. your mom moves in with, with her mom, my grandmother. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that those first few months, that was tough too. That was a trial too, because, um, here I was like going from yeah. just, you know, living with my uncles and my mom and like living with my cousins and my dad still sending me dough and like, you know, just not really understanding how to budget. Um, so the first few months was, a, you know, it was like a, a trial period. Like I had to, it was good because I had to learn how to like, like use budgets for myself, create budgets, um, learn how to take care of myself, learn how to like cook for myself, little things that people don't think about when they're living with their parents. Yeah. Like, um, doing your own laundry, like having a clean for yourself, all that shit I had to do like at 16. Um, that and trial it, period. Yeah. 16, mm -hmm. 17. Right. Like, right. It's crazy. Um, it was a good experience. It was, it was like, it was solid. Um, the, yeah, man, the first few months, that was, yeah, <laughs> it was it, a learning, learning curve for sure. Yeah, for sure. Like you're like <laughs> learning how to do laundry and shit. Right. Yeah. Like, it's, it's interesting but it was good man because i had like my girlfriend um at, the, at like by my side i had people supporting me you yeah. know like i had family that was checking in um and everyone like sort of knew um not everyone but like folks knew what was going on mm -hmm. um and that's the other thing too like i i, I couldn't 
here, like it was weird, man. Because those first few months, like I couldn't go through, like I couldn't. It was like I couldn't talk about the experience. Like I couldn't talk about what happened. Like I just didn't want to. It was a weird feeling. It was like, it was like it would be like December, um, you know. And I still felt some type of way about it. I was like, ah, like that really happened, man. You know, it took took some time for me to process. Like for sure. to be to like come to terms with it and be okay with it and be cool with it. Um, cause it was so out of the, out of the ordinary, you know, that it Dude, was, it was like, man, sure. it's like, I don't want to share this with people, you know? I know. Huh? Um, at our age, I don't know like anyone that was going through like what you just said right there, like <laughs> living on their own 16, 17. Yeah. Dude, honestly, if I lived my, lived on my own right now, I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> so props to you, man. That's good shit. Right on. Yeah. Um, so December of 2015, right? Yeah. And then in January, like it hit a turning point. It was like, I started to become like. It was like, okay, like I feel good about everything now. Like, yeah. cause then at that point I had a process down, like, here's my budget. Here's yeah. how much money's coming in. Here's how much money's coming out. Yeah. And like, you know, here's how much I'm expecting. So I had it down at that point. I think January, 2015 was like, or I, 2016, right, right. right sorry. Right. 2016, January, 2016. Um, cause I remember if you look back, I started, I started tracking my expenses, December, 2015. Like I can tell you how much money I spent for that month, December, 2015. Up to this day? Up to this day. I still have those records. I oh, like, man. um, I, that's that, that month is when I started tracking my expenses. So, yeah. so January came, I was like, oh man, like I got this down. Yeah. Like I knew, I knew, I knew what was up. So at that point I was more open to talking about it. <clears throat> like I told my counselor at middle college and she was like, oh shit. Like she was super supportive too. For sure. Shout out to you, Martina. Um, we still Shout keep in Martina, touch. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, she was like, you know, she understood. She like, she understood. She was supportive about it. Yeah. So like, even though all this was going on, like, I, I, I'd i say it's, you're grateful to say like, you had people backing you up, like supporters, mm -hmm. even though like, you're going through this big, this big step, you had people to talk to. Right. For sure. That's, that's huge, man. Yeah. yeah. That helped out a lot. Cause yeah. like, you, you know, I couldn't imagine going through that alone. Yeah, man. <laughs> Shit. That's crazy. And you were still like reading at this time. Like mm -hmm. you really got into like, like reading, like self-development, all that, all that right. money finance. Yeah. I got into all that. Um, all the usual shit, like seven habits of highly effective people. Yeah. Like the books by Gary V. Um, so, oh, you were even into Gary V at that time. Yeah. 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 He was, he was small back then too. Yeah. Like even 2016, right? Mm -hmm, right. Yeah, 2016, 2016, like not a lot of people knew who he was. I swear right. to God, his YouTube was like under a hundred K. Yeah. Right. And then yeah. now he's like, he's big. He's like on everyone's feed now, man. I know. But um, shout out to Gary V. <laughs> <laughs> Gary V. <baby. laughs> shout out him, man. But yeah, dude. It was good. That was a good time. Um, so, yeah, I sort of just kept going. Uh, um, kept going. After... This is still junior year. Right. And 2016, right? Beginning. Mm -hmm. of End of year. junior year. I decided to go back to South City because yeah. I, I just felt like, man, like this is some grown man shit, you know, <laughs> like I like fucking going to college and living on my own and having to do budgets every month and all this. Like I, I sort of want to like go back to just having fun and being a kid a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So especially like that senior year mindset's coming close. But right. you, you you were able to switch from middle college back to South City High like mm -hmm. mid semester. Uh, no, yeah, it was right after the year. It was, so the mm. school year had finished. Oh, so you finished it like June. Yeah. And right. then by the time in August, you're. I was you're back, back at South City. Yeah. That's how it happened. Yeah. Um, so it was good, man. My time at South City was good too. But it was a bit weird, honestly, because, yeah, like I said, like I was already doing all this stuff, living, living on my own, doing expenses. And like, there are, you know, you're going to school with like. 14 year olds who were like, you know, just straight out of middle, middle school, like kind of like how I was. And I remember how I was, I was like, man, these, these guys are kids, you know, they got a lot of growing to do. For sure, huh? 
Yeah. But they all have to go through that, like, that turning point. or like Everybody, that, yeah, 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 everybody does. It, it might happen in high school for some, maybe even earlier, like mm-hmm. middle school, but then even later in college or after college, after yeah. college life. Yeah. I, I'd say most don't even experience that until after college. <laughs> Probably, Dude, man. honestly. I, I mean, you know, for some folks, everyone's on their own timeline, I guess. But yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's interesting. So, like, what's the next thing that happens in your, in your senior year? Like, what goes on next in, in Patrick Goh's life? All right. So senior year was good. You know, a lot of fun. Um, still working. So senior year, I, th- I thought was uh, a turning point too. So at that point, I was I was really hustling. Like I was working two jobs my senior year. Really? Um, so I was working at Chipotle. Chipotle. And then I was working as a swim, swim instructor, a swim teacher at uh, a swimming school in San Bruno. Um, so I was holding down two jobs, just stacking up. I didn't have to work two jobs. Like, again, my dad was still paying for my rent. Mm-hmm. But I knew, like, oh, man, like, I just want more money. I just needed yeah. more money because it was it was bad, man. At that point, like, my insurance was higher. Like, it was just a whole bunch of stuff that I had to pay for that I didn't know that I had to pay for, I guess. Um, so yeah, I was just working two jobs, um, holding it down. Um, and then at the end of my senior year, it was cool because I, got to, I, went, to, I went to the Philippines um, to go see my dad. So it was June 2017. So I hadn't seen him for like almost 10 years, man, nine yeah. years. Um, and so when I went to go see him, it was it was amazing. Like being able to sit down with him and spend time with him. And we sort of sat down and he, we, you know, got through everything. Like, yeah. you know, like it, I remember leaving, leaving Manila or Hong Kong because I came from Hong Kong. I remember leaving Hong Kong and we can go into that too. But I remember, yeah, yeah. I remember leaving Hong Kong and thinking, shit, man, like I just feel so much closure and I felt so good about like, how everything played out, like yeah. our, our conversations with each other. So, like. so you said June 2017. So mm-hmm. like fast forward after senior year, it's June 2017. Right, right after, bro. Literally, like we graduated June 2nd, right? <clears throat> yeah. I went, to the, I went to Manila June 4th, like right after. Okay. And then like like that whole trip, you basically just got to spend time with your dad. Mm-hmm. And then you said closure. Right. You said you got some closure? Yeah. It was, it was yeah right because you know I was we were able to talk about like you know why didn't you visit me these last these last nine years uh, like uh, things like that um, and you know I don't, I don't want to go too much into it but pretty much long story short um, joint, um, him and I just talked spoke about um, you know like why he couldn't come here mm-hmm. um, and I got to meet my my brothers for the first time yeah um, and they were really good people really welcoming. Um, and just cool people, man. But we definitely, you know, my brothers and I spoke a lot too about our upbringing. Um, and it was way different. Like their upbringing was way different than, than mine. Um, you know, like they grew up out here, like in LA. Mm -hmm. Um, and these fuckers were spoiled as shit. Like I'm talking like they lived in Arcadia, you know, like rich Chinese kids, like living in a fat house, dude. Like, so they went to high school here my brother was 17. Um, he like wanted a Porsche. So my dad got him a Porsche and then the other one was jealous. So he got two Porsches. So it was like 17 years old, bro, driving Porsches. And then by the time they were like 21, they had like Ferraris and they were throwing fat parties in, in their house. Right. Holy shit. All um, in LA. All in LA in Arcadia. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, it, and like, dude, they were saying these, their parties were like, like, dude, doctors would pull up there with like all the IV shit and they would like check your vitals, make sure you're not going to die because people were rolling, people were drinking, all kinds of shit. Holy shit. Dude, Dennis Rodman would pull up there. They, really? they were partying with Dennis Rodman. They met Dennis Rodman at a VIP club <laughs> and they would part, they were partying for like a good stretch of months when he was playing in LA. Um, they were saying like, yeah, oh, dude, Den- Dennis Rodman was, was, was partying with us, bro. Like, <laughs> dude, it was, it was wild, dude. Like sick. those are the kind of, that's the, the that's the kind of, um, it's the kind of life that they were living while yeah, I was yeah. out here, you know, like grinding and all this shit. Um, so it was interesting, man. And even like their upbringing, they were telling me all about like, like, oh, dude, you got it good because 
they they were saying like, dude, we didn't take life serious until we were like thirty, you know, because our dad yeah. our dad was always around to like, you know, give us dough, like, um, so yeah, they 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 like to say they started a bit late, but I think they're doing pretty well for themselves for yeah for starting <laughs> that late. That's crazy. Yeah. Damn. So so you really got to see both sides, like with your parents and and dad's side growing up, right? Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> like and dad's super like wealthy, super mm-hmm. well off. He's just doing his own thing, mm-hmm. and then mom's is just like. She's going back and forth from the Philippines right. to here, doing her own thing too. Right, like but you got to see both sides. I did, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, growing up with a single mom and having a dad who's like super loaded and like, um, you know, it's like a fountain of dough, pretty yeah. much. Um, but he's, he, my dad was, you know, he was good, man. Like when, we, like, like I said, like when we sat down, I got to sort of like understand like the kind of man that he was, like his values, um, and like, you know, his upbringing was interesting too. Um, but yeah, man, my dad was at the end of the day, he was a hustler for sure. Yeah. Like he did it all on his own, you know, start, started his own business at like 19. Um, and he kept, you know, suck shit at it for like 10 years and then 28, you know, he made like his first million and like it sort really? of just took off from there. Yeah. And his peak. So I was born, I was born like during his peak. So my dad was 45 when I was born. Um, and that was his peak. Like he was like, he had, um, he was like part owner of like, uh, membership club similar to like costco yeah yeah um how um, we have it out here it's uh, called price club yeah price, price club. club it was called price smart at the time Wait, um, he was a part of that yeah he owned yeah man he was he owned uh him and his business partner owned 10 percent of it so five percent each really yeah dude a that, price club of pri- or it used price to be called price smart right then price club then mm-hmm. now costco yeah, dude. What the fuck? I've, I've looked it up too, bro. Like, if you can look this shit up and you'll see. My dad, and it's like, my dad, you know, when him and I sat down, he told me all of this. Like, yeah, yeah. when we sold the company, we made 20 million, you know, yeah. or I made 20 million. And he's, he was like, yeah, after all the lawyers and all that shit, you know, it was around like 13, 12. But like, you know, like my dad, like, he was honest. He was, he was like, yeah, man, like, this is how it happened, you know, and uh-huh. this and that. Um, so yeah, I, I was born, when I was born, he, it was right around that time, like, where he was in that sort of like CEO mode. Sure. So he was like traveling a lot. <clears throat> um, but it was fun, man. You know, I'm not going to lie. It's cool seeing your dad like on, on newspapers and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. man. That's cool. Um, For yeah. sure. And then after, after Philippines or you visited in Philippines or Hong Kong? Um, so when I went right after high school, I went to um, Manila, Manila. And right. when we sat down there, like we were having dinner one day and he's like, Hey, I just had a doctor's appointment this morning. They took a blood test and they found like 500 cancer cells and the normal amount is like five. Or he said something along those lines. So he was like, yeah, man, uh, you know, I want to spend more time with you, but I'll be going to Hong Kong um, tomorrow to go see my, to go see a specialist. Um, so I was like, oh shit. Like I was only there for like, I was only in Manila for I think 12 days. Yeah. And he was like, damn, you're going to Hong Kong tomorrow. I'm like, fuck, that sucks. So he ended up flying out there the next day and I um, wasn't planning on it, but I ended up flying out there the next day too. I think the day after him. Yeah. Um, and like, it, they had to do like, my brothers were there um, and my dad's first wife was there and he had to do like an emergency surgery. They like took out like 70% of his liver or something because he had like liver cancer yeah. at that point. And I think at that point it was like stage two, stage three liver cancer, oh, they said. Fuck, yeah. So they had emergency, emergency surgery and he, and he was recovering pretty, pretty well after okay. for the first um, like year after there. But, um, yeah, man, that's the time when it was like, oh, this sucks. Like, you know, we just had this, we just, you know, touched 
we just like yeah. reconnected after like 10 yeah, years yeah. and you have to go through like the surgery and like come you know you have liver cancer now so it sucked but um that just makes me cherish my time with with him more so yeah D- during good. that time right right during yeah. that time and after so even like a lot was going on too it's like yo like this is sick like i'm reconnecting with my dad <laughs> like i'm getting a lot of my like questions answered mm-hmm. learning a lot of it learning a lot more about him too right but then it's like he's going through like like the surgery right 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 going through this cancer yeah he was going through his own thing Mm -hmm. um so i ended up coming back okay like june 13 or something because i took a uh so let's backtrack too i took a um a computer science class the summer after high school like right after high school so i had to be back um because i knew i wanted to be in tech at that point already i was like okay like i like computers um, By senior year, like you had it figured out, like yeah, I'm I'm trying to get into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. My senior year, I took a computer science class, and that's like my first exposure to like technology and sort of that space. Yeah. Um, and I knew at the end of my senior year, like all right, I definitely want to go into tech because um, it's I found it interesting and um, it seemed fun. Yeah. Um, but so initially, all right, so this is where it gets crazy. So initially, my plan was um, to, you know, do the do the whole like. Okay, like go to college for four years, get a computer science degree or something like that. Yeah. Um, but then, so in March 2017, we're going to backtrack a bit again. Yeah, of course. I met um, my old roommate, Scott. Shout out to you, Scott. Um, but I met my old roommate. Um, and he sort of like, you know, we sat down um, one night. We, we had a lot of conversations, but like we sat down one day and like, I sort of was asking him like, hey man, what do you do for a living? And like, you know, how did you get there? So at the time he was at Airbnb. Um, He was in their IT team, um, like as an AV person. So he sort of broke it down for me. Like, yeah man, this is how I ended up here. Like I went through this program called Year Up um, and it was like a one year tech program. Um, Like the first six months is like they train you in some sort of skill. And then the last six months is like an internship with one of their partners. Um, and all throughout the program, you're being paid to like learn and develop your skills. Yeah. And at the time, March 2017, I was like applying for colleges. I was like, oh shit, like, you know, this is, this might work out for me. Like, why not? Just give it a try for one year. Um, so I ended up signing up, applying. Um, and so se- September 2017, I was at Europe. I started Europe. So uh, from June to September. You said you had a computer class going right, on? Yeah, right, yeah, I had here? a computer science class. But that was, like, for fun or for Yeah, it was just for fun, for learning, because I wanted to right, learn right. more. Um, at the time, like, I was just watching videos on YouTube and sort of, like, playing around. Yeah. Like, I, I installed, like, uh, like different flavors of Linux, um, and, like, I was trying to mess around with it. Um, but I wanted more structure, so I... And I knew I was going to year up, so I was like, oh, shit, like, I need some... I want I need some more, like, background knowledge to help right. me with it. Um, you weren't just trying to go super cold in. You had a few months. Yeah, so like, you, I wanted to prepare... So um, so I took, yeah, I took that class at, uh, CSM. Yeah. And then, yeah, man, come September, I was Europe off to the start. races. Yep. Yeah. You're up. And How that was, was, that? That was you, So the first six months was like, like you're learning all these skills, right? Right. Yeah. So was that like a pretty intense, pretty interactive first six months or yeah, like run me through that? Like, how was that? Exactly. Oh man, it was great. Uh, I loved it. So coming into Europe, my mindset was, I want to just come in here get my work done, go home and leave, you know what I mean? Like, do my own thing, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but during the program, like, you develop a lot of, like, good relationships with good people. Um, because you're in there, man, for a long time. Like, you're in, the, like, nine, eight to eight to three daily. Um, and you're, like, literally with each other the whole day. 
So it was good. We were able to like, and everyone's real. So the thing with Europe is they foster a sense of community and a sense of like accountability and like honesty and all that stuff. So like everyone, so every week we'd get into this circle, like circle of like, I think it was like 40 people or something. But anyways, yeah. like everyone would just sort of be honest and like tell their story and like be real, tell them what's on their mind, you know, share what's on their mind. Um, so it was good. It was a space to like, it was, it, it gave you a space to be yourself, but also be productive and uh, reach your goals. So it was good. So like every beginning of the week, you guys would just have like a, like a meeting mm -hmm. and just pretty much just tell you what's going on. That's the community that they're trying to go for. Like, really everybody knows each other it's as open as it gets like mm -hmm. four walls like this right. is it this exactly. is the team right here this is this is that 40 right um the whole program has 120 but you're split up in different like communities okay. um so yeah man it just pretty much everything like people would like i remember a lot of the things that i was talking about was like man i was uh, so my track was cybersecurity. that was a track that i was training in but there was different tracks like it qa project okay. management so I remember the stuff that I was sharing was like, man, this stuff is super technical. It's hard, but it's fine. Like, you know, so everyone was sort of just share like what was going on in their lives. Cool, what they were, yeah, it was good. Yeah. And then after six months, well, what happened the rest of that year? So um, December, we had like a little winter break yeah. at Europe, um, like right before internship around that time. So right when that, so I think the break was like two weeks. So um I went to go visit my, my dad again. Um, so I went to go visit my dad back in Manila. Um, that was December 2017 to January 2018. So I spent New Year's there. And I sort of just, you know, kicked it with my family. Um, I had some cousins out there from my mom's side. Kicked yeah. it with them. And I just, you know, same thing, hung out with my dad. But this was, this was I think this was, um, this was, a, this was like, I enjoyed the second time I went to go visit my dad more than the first because the second time it was more like, all right, like it was just cool, man. Like my dad introduced me to like a lot of his friends um, and like he would like take me throughout his day. Like, you know, he, he had, so listen, man, he had stage two cancer, stage three cancer, liver cancer, right? Liver cancer. This shit's bad. Like, and he was still working, man. You know, like he didn't have to, he had employees at his office and everything. Yeah. And some days he would take a day off, but like he was hustling. He would still show up to the office and like, like, all right, like, this is what needs to be done for today. Da, da, da. Like, okay, like, I'm going to go, you know, kick out my son. I'm out. So he was still, you know, he was still running his business, like, as he was sick. And he, yeah, we had a lot of conversations about that. He was like, yeah, Patrick, like, I just love what I do. I don't think I ever want to retire because once I retire, I think I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah. So he just, you know, I guess, end so of the like day. good energy around that. Yeah, yeah. yeah he like, just. Like, given his situation, he's still able to just live on and, and still be happy. Yeah, in his business as a CEO he is, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's huge, man, because he didn't have to do that. You know, he could have yeah, yeah. just dropped everything and, like, you know, lived a good life. But um, I think for him, it just it gave him a, an outlet to sort of, like, keep his mind off the sickness and, like, still hustle and do what he likes. I see. I see. Kept him, kept him energized. Yeah, for sure. That was a pretty more, like, intimate experience, like a day in the life. Dude, it was but, sick. But, like, with your, like, imagine pops. watching, like, a day in the life on YouTube, but, like, you're, you're fucking there. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it was so sick. He's, like, a real, he was a cool guy, man. And we went, we dove into everything, like, literally, like, like, how he was as a parent um, and, like, how he was as a kid and, like, why he wanted to hustle and, like, have his own business. Um, so his... Yeah, man, he, he was he was very open with me and he, yeah. he was like, yeah, like this is how everything turned out. Like, you know, um, yeah, it was good.
Yeah, I remember you good. sharing me that one story that you, you got to meet like his close friends. Right, yeah. And then like you got to hear like his perspective of like someone else that got to see him grow up. Yeah, right? yeah. They were, you know, his friends were telling me it was interesting, man. They were saying like, yeah, you know, um, like your dad is a really good guy, man. You know, like he, he he's there for people. He never turns his back on his people. Um, and he, he just, again, like what you were saying, he has good energy. Like, yeah. Um, so yeah, one of his friends was like, He was saying like, I don't remember the exact details anymore, but he was saying like, yeah, like um, one of his friends pretty much like wanted to turn his back on his daughter because his daughter like um, wasn't, he didn't agree with his daughter's gender choices. Let's, you know, um, and so he was saying like, his friend was telling me like, yeah, I, you know, I think about it every day of turning my back on my daughter. Like I want to, you know, just leave her out in the dust and like, you know, not give a shit about her. Yeah. Um, and he was telling me, like, the reason I won't be able to do that, though, I can't do that because if I do do that, I can't look at your dad in the eyes, you know, because your dad is a man of, like, taking care of his family, taking care of his people. And he was saying, like, if I turn my back on my daughter, your dad would cut me off forever. Like, we would, yeah. you know, he wouldn't even talk to me. We will, he, we, like, I legit could not look your dad in the face if I was to do that. Yeah. So your dad is, like, a very inspiring person. He was telling me this and I was like, shit, dude, like, this is fucking, <laughs> you know, this is crazy, man. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, that's, this is, like, that's cool. That's like good shit. to know. That's my dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's my dad. You got to hear like a different perspective. Yeah. Here. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so are you done with this pro with the program at this time after Europe? So I came back. I spent two weeks there. I spent New Year's there. Kicked it with my brothers and everything. Met my sisters. They're all good people, man. Yeah. Really, really good people. Um, so came back. January 2018, um, and I started my internship at Symantec um, as a information security intern. So that was a good experience as well. So that was like six months of being an intern and being paid like peanuts <laughs> and just grinding it out, man. You know, I, I'm grateful for that whole experience because I was able to, when you're an intern, like there's not literally nothing to lose, bro. So like, yeah. that's where I learned, like, if there's opportunity there, just take it. Like, like people I would ask folks like hey do you have any projects for me to do like do you, can I help with anything and they would say oh yeah I can help you know can you assist us, assist us with XYZ and like I wouldn't even know what XYZ was yeah. <laughs> and I would just say fuck it yeah like, let me do it you know that's sick man take it yeah for so sure. like all the opportunities what a good ass like mindset to go in and <laughs> just like be fucking curious there's there's yeah. your curiosity again right that's pure hunger for sure. yeah man I think that was the only way to do it man like yeah. I was just I just wanted to do it. I was just curious. I wanted to get the experience. I wanted to learn. I was hungry. Like yeah. I, I just said, you know, let me do it. Let me take it. Do you um, think this came from just like being inspired by pops or just from like reading the books that you, that like you were into? You're still reading at this time. Right. I'm guessing. Right. And then like, you know, or even like your upbringing, do you think all that just accumulated to like you just wanting it and just being just a pure hustler like that? Yeah. I think everything played into that. Um, everything did. So all of that, and also in the program, they reiterate that, like, just, you know, don't be afraid to take chances. For sure. um, yeah, like what you said, all those factors. And I knew, like, man, like, if I don't make, in my mind, when I was an intern, it was like, if I don't make something happen here as an intern, like, mm -hmm. if I don't get a job after or get some sort of job offer after this, then I don't want to have to go back to school. <laughs> That's how I felt. <laughs> like, I don't want to have to go back there and, like, go through this long grind of, like, four years four of doing years. this and, yeah. like. 
Um, so it's not guaranteed. So it's like this year up program just builds like up your resume to hopefully get picked up by like a like a startup or a new right. tech company. Right. Right. Exactly. Absolutely no guarantee. The only thing they guarantee is we will guarantee you an internship spot if you hustle. That's it. That's the only guarantee. There's no job after you. There's no job after the program. Nothing like that. The only right. guarantee is the internship. That's it. And the like um, your minimum payments, right? Like the peanuts. Right. Or yeah, the, the, yeah. The stipends. Man, that's. I'm allergic, by the way, but but for he's not. <laughs> Um, but yeah, dude, just, so I was, I was hungry, man. I said, you know what? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, after this, after this program, like I want something to happen. I want something good to come out of this. So mm-hmm. I was just hustling, man. Like, um, every Doing day hustling at Symantec. And then when did this like internship end for you? It, so it ended July 27, 2018. That was the last day. Mm-hmm. Then right after that, we graduated Europe. Um, how so was that, that for you when you graduated? Oh dude. So that whole week was crazy. So so first of all, let's backtrack a bit too. Like, so back in, so internship started January and then in May, um, you know, I was sort of like, internship was wrapping up. I was like, okay, yeah. like I got to start looking. And luckily I got really lucky in that um, the HR person at my company now, like contacted me through LinkedIn and like, you know, we sort of went through this interview process. Long story short, I signed my offer letter in May. So I already knew that I had a job lined up after, after my internship. Oh, shit. So it was good. That's sick. <laughs> you built up your LinkedIn like while you were... Um, like during Europe, right? Right. And you yeah. Just built that that up, and then you just got like a random like DM mm-hmm. on LinkedIn. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, my profile, I, I made sure that it was top because yeah, yeah. I knew that LinkedIn was a recruiting tool and it was valuable. So For I sure. made sure to list like all the things that I was doing for my internship, all the things that I was learning in school, and like all this stuff. Yeah, man. Um. Yeah. And it, it, I follow it you on out. LinkedIn, so like yeah, we're connected. It, it's so. pretty official. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck with it. Um. But yeah, so I knew in May, and then so. You know, fast forward again to like graduation week. That whole week was crazy because um, my dad passed away July that week. So he passed away. Um, let me pull up the exact. Date. The same week that you graduated. Right, the same week that I graduated. Oh, he passed away on the twenty fourth. And you graduated on the eighteenth. On the twenty eighth, twenty seventh, twenty seventh, twenty eighth was when we graduated. So you passed away twenty fourth, man. Um, and that whole thing, that whole experience was crazy too because. Wow. Um, like it's just a regular day, you know, like yeah, it's yeah. just your last week of internship. Like I was just, you know, going through the day and all of a sudden, you know, you get like a call from my brother, like, Hey, you know, our pops passed away. It's like, Holy shit. Like, because it wasn't, he wasn't bad. Like he was actually making progress with his treatment. He was hovering at like a stage two, stage three, mm-hmm. uh, but he was good. Still working, like working, you know, maybe like once a week or something like that. But yeah. he was like still solid playing golf and all this. Yeah. It was just more unexpected. Right. right. Yeah. He was in Taiwan and they were like going to the hospital and he had like, he had a heart attack in the car. Um, but yeah, so it was crazy just getting that call. And I was like, holy fuck, like that really happened, man. So at that point I knew like, man, like everything happens for a reason, bro. Because the next week I started my, my real job, you know, quote unquote, mm-hmm. like my professional job, like the, the, so in my mind, I was like, wow, like that's when I really reflected like paused and thought about everything yeah. that happened before like because you know in my mind i was like fuck dude if i was if i never lived in a homeless shelter i never would have lived on my own and if i never would have lived on my own i never would have met my old roommate if i had never met him i never would have gotten introduced to europe and um if i never got into europe um i wouldn't have gotten the job that i have now 
So like my literally, bro, my dad passed away a week before I started my real job, and it sucked because him and I were talking about like, oh yeah, like when you start, when you start your real real gig, you know, let's talk about like what you should do with your with your money, like how you should invest it, and you know this and that. Um, and again, at this time, like while I was in Europe, my dad was still paying for my rent. So literally a week before a week before I started my real job, like he passed away. So that first month, it was like wow, like you know, I'm on my own now. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, dude, I'm just like processing all that. Like, wow. Yeah, like everything Crazy. really does fucking happen for a reason. Just facts, man. Yeah. You know, seriously. That's yeah. like as pure example as it gets, right there. Yeah, for sure. It's crazy. I don't know. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. Like, the way I interpret it is, I just thought of like a symbolism sort of shit. Like, like your dad, like your dad's passing. Like, rest in peace, of course, mm-hmm. right? But your dad's mm-hmm. passing kind of is like. Like this is this is you now, you know. Mm-hmm. Like in, in terms of like the the month's rent, you know. Even yeah. though that's just like a like a money portion, but the way I thought of it is like dad passes, but then it's like yo, like you started your new job literally the next week after, so right. it's like like this is all you now. Yeah, exactly. Like, here's the throne type shit, you know. Exactly. That's how I fucking thought of it. That's how that's I felt. That's fucking sick, dude. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, not you know. sick that like obviously like your dad passed, but yeah. just like that how that story panned out for you. The man yeah. you are now, I personally know. I thought that's, I think that's super dope, bro. That's fucking, that's dope. Dang. I appreciate that, CJ. Um, But yeah, man, I agree, dude. Like when I was going through that, it was like, man, like, cause I mean, even before it wasn't, it was, it was, you know, about the rent thing too. Like, yeah, my dad is not paying for rent no more, but it was also like my dad and I would talk a lot. Like we would, we would spend at least every day, every, uh, if not every other day, I was talking to my dad for like 20 minutes a day. Yeah. yeah. Cause there was so much shit that was going on in my life that I needed advice on. And he, Mm -hmm. my dad was like, like, my siblings will tell will say the same thing. Like my dad isn't really good with the children. Like when we were all growing up, you know, he spent like time with us there here and there, but he really comes to life when you're like an adult, when he can like converse with you and he could like give you advice. Yeah. So at that time, man, he was giving me like, it was good to be able to bounce ideas off of him, you know, cause there's a lot of things that's going on. It was like, he's like this person who I know has my best interest, but also isn't like directly involved in my life in that way. So it was good having him around to like him and I would always talk. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, at that point I knew it was like, man, it's just me now, you know, like I got to take care of my mom. Like I, I have to like, I have to step up to the plate pretty much. That's yeah. how I felt. Um, and I'm, you know, it, it, everything played out, um, played out well. Like I'm grateful how, of how everything turned out. Um, you know, I miss my dad, but I think he's in a better place. Yeah. So. That's sick, man. After this point in your life, you know, you're working a bit. Uh-huh. What's going on like with you at that time? You know, like after dad's passing after mm-hmm. you started your job mm-hmm. here at this this new company mm-hmm. like what's going on um yeah i was just working and i was doing the same thing i was when i was in europe so like i'd go oh, home okay. i'd go home um even in high school actually but in high school i didn't yeah. know what i was doing so i'd go home and i'd still like spend like 20 30 minutes a day at least minimum like i feel like every day you should spend that time to like improve on something yeah so i would just be i'd go home and i'd like learn about what i was working on pretty much like what my job was about like it stuff like networks like how do routing protocols work how does traffic move through the network like how are these things built how can you automate these things with using like scripting languages and stuff like that um because i've always been interested in like the technical stuff like yeah. the details like how it's all built how it's like how it's engineered how it all works sure. um so yeah just doing the same thing man just holding it down with my girlfriend um shout out to Brittany. And, uh, yeah, just 
yeah man holding it down and i was still like big on um and working out and all that yeah yeah it's still exercising yeah right? like, like i was playing ball in the backyard still, still playing ball. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um one key thing to note this is the same girlfriend even when you were going through all that stuff like back yeah in high school too yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah i was gonna go back on that earlier but i mean um like yeah pretty much the girl like Brittany's been there with me since there um from the beginning man even before all this like we started dating like july 2014 and so yeah man she was there like throughout it all yeah and it was good having her there because she's not the kind of person who is like who's who's like a yes person yeah you know like she let she let me know like plenty of times like dude you're fucking up like you're slipping you know okay like what the fuck are you doing like if i if i like one month i'd spend more on food like seven bills on food or something like that you know she, she was she would she helped me helped she helped yeah she yeah, helped yeah. keep me accountable you know she wasn't afraid to be like you're a fucking dumbass you know <laughs> she's like <laughs> so it was good man it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's still good having her around That's it's sick, good dude. um so okay like what were your like values at the time like what, what was like really on your mind like what am i into like what am i prioritizing now what's going on after that so i think the thing for me um that was big was just doing you and not minding other folks because at the time man dude there were so many points throughout the whole story that we just laid out like we left out a lot of details but there were so many at so many points everyone was giving you giving me like advice or their opinions on like what to do like i remember when i first graduated it was like, oh, what are you gonna do now? You should go college, da da da. And like, mm-hmm. while I was in Europe, it was like, why are you doing that? Like, you're stupid, you're dumb. Like, yeah. like what are you expecting to get out of this tech program? Like, like you know, why are you doing? You're wasting your time. There's so many people, bro. Literally everyone. Like, like, I don't want to call it names, but like, like, dude, everybody just, you know, all of a sudden, man, like when you're doing shit, people just want to let you know, like, real, what man. they think about it. It's yeah. like, dude, you know. So I think for me, what, the important thing was just to have thick skin, just to be like all right, cool. Like, that's how you feel about my life, but I'm just going to keep doing me because this is my life and this is what I want to do and it works for me. Yeah. Um, and it's hard, man, because a lot of people don't don't get that. They just think, all right, like, I'm going to give this guy how I feel about his life and, you know, he's going to fucking do it or something. Yeah, um, for sure. It's like, oh, this is like how I think my life should be. Let me give him ad- advice on right. how my life should be even though his life's fucking <laughs> Completely totally different. different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love when people do that, dude. It's like, yeah. man, all right, cool. Like, that's that's you know, I appreciate the advice, but yeah, obviously um, take everything with like a grain of salt, right? Yeah, but, exactly. But it's like, I'll hear it out, but yeah, yeah. it doesn't mean I'm going to do it. Um, so, I mean, a, a big thing too. So, you know, just sort of doing what works for you and not minding other people. Um, at the time, dude, from like 2014 to 2018, I was driving piece of shit cars, dude. <laughs> like piece of shit. Well, my, <laughs> what was your first car? Right? <laughs> my first <laughs> My first car was a 96 Honda Accord. Yeah. Um, and it was like, it was like the paint was fucking faded. It was yeah. just, and then like I ended up getting it plasti dip. So it was like matte black. It looked like it was like primered. Um, so yeah, man, like driving those kind of cars, it humbles you, bro. Cause you're in, you know, you're in like a fucking hoop team. Like, you know what I mean? You're pulling up to school with that and everybody's like looking at you like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. Like, you know, so you, when you, when you're, I think man, a big thing is, um, even now just have no ego. Like I have zero, like, you know, it's like, I don't want to, like, I want people, I, I, like, at this point, I'm at a point in my life where it's, like, I feel good about everything, you know? Like, I yeah. really, literally, like, I'll, I, like, I'll hear you out, but at the end of the day, like, I know how I want to live my life, you yeah. know? Like, if you think I'm this and that, or if you think I'm that and 
this and that like you know that's you so yeah. I, I think that whole experience of like driving piece of shit cars like helped yeah. helped shape that because it was like dude when you're driving a piece of shit car you can't have no pride you can't have no ego you know <laughs> what i mean like you gotta suck it up man yeah i'm like dude it was tough dude because i'd get roasted about that you know really dude yeah pulling out the school bro you got like a fucking matte black piece of shit car fucking there's a hole in the exhaust so it sounds yeah. like shit and it's like people are looking at you like oh this dude's <laughs> fuck this you know what dude, i mean this guy let me tell you this bro. guy I fucking drove a 94 Honda Accord. Experience, <laughs> so you know. Dude, I fucking got roasted by someone that didn't even fucking drive, bro. <laughs> I, I, I'm not even going to say his name, but like, if he listens to this, he probably knows who he is. But that shit got me like so pissed. And I swear to God, I know what you're saying. Like, yeah, dude. When it means a thick skin, you know? Yeah. Like, really like fuck what others think, you know? At the you end of the day, to. you know what's best for you. Yeah. You're going to fall asleep in bed with yourself. You're not falling asleep with their thoughts you know right. at the end of the day it's like or at when you're in bed literally you're with yourself what are you telling yourself about <laughs> your life that's facts dude i mean i hated it dude it was like fuck i hate this car i like cars you know <laughs> <laughs> like i actually enjoy driving you know yeah. like um but but it, but it was like you, you just couldn't um I could, you couldn't do anything about it this was your you said it was matte black yeah it was like platzy did i know you had another car after yeah that. i did so i had Four cars in total. Between oh, you had four. I had one car every year, pretty much. So it was matte black Honda. Matte black Honda. School, and then what was after that? And then I I got this piece of shit Honda Civic. Yeah. Um, it was a manual transmission. Okay. And then it, I, that car I like drove the fuck out of. I like lowered it on like eBay Springs and like um, <laughs> I like got Integra wheels and then like shit, man. I was driving it like like NASCAR pretty much. Yeah, because um, it was stick right, and you were just like yeah, yeah it was lowered. Shit, it's like, right, oh, this yeah. is fine. But it was shit too, dude. The paint on that was terrible. It was uh -huh. like rust. It was, and the headliner was falling. Yeah. Yeah, that car was a piece of shit too. Fuck, man. <laughs> um, and then, so the head gasket was like leaking on it. So I, I ended up like getting rid of it to trade for um, the car that I was driving for like two years. That car was actually pretty solid. The, the silver yeah. Honda Accord. Like that car was solid. Like it was a manual. So I had some fun with it. Um, but I like took care of that car. The only thing that was weird about that car was it had like 360k miles holy on the, shit on the hondas don't fucking die they dude. don't die dude they don't die bro <laughs> that's as loyal as something gets bro yeah, this is fucking these hondas bro yeah, yeah. that car's still running too what was, what was after that after that i bought the gti which i have now uh, oh you said you had four you had three uh no the, oh the fourth one was i had a bmw for like a like two months oh right right, right I, I had, a, that, had yeah. a e46 that one was a stick too i learned stick on that car um oh, yeah e46 m3 no, it was an E46 328. Okay. Um, yeah, that car was a piece of shit too, man. <laughs> <laughs> like it had, it looked sick as fuck though. Yeah, it did look, dude. Yeah. It was so clean. I miss it. Um, but it was like salvage title. Like fucking ah. engine was misfiring. Damn. Like gave me a lot of headaches. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that car was a piece. I sold that car like right before I moved into my own place. Because I needed it for the deposit. I see. It helped with the deposit. So oh, it was cool. You had that... Um, in college or in during middle Europe. college yeah was, i had that e46 during middle college so oh, middle college yeah you that junior year yeah junior year oh yeah. shit man okay yeah so but yeah man i had four piece of shit cars the fourth one was actually pretty good the honda accord like i kind of missed that car yeah um and then i have the gti now which i want to keep for like 10 years yeah how's that been for you man <laughs> good dude it's sick bro fuck man it's so i mean shit man you know we both have hatchbacks it's yeah, just yeah, way yeah. different it's nice and like your car has a nice interior. My car has a nice interior. Yeah, yeah. It's fast enough. It's a manual. It's dude like that car. I think I think well, it's four doors. Yeah, yeah, it does it all dude, for us, man. Yeah, that'll that'll keep us happy for a while. For like, sure. I don't want us sure. to get rid of it. Yeah.
Okay. Like we, we missed a lot of things too that I was doing like at the time. Like yeah, yeah. while I was in middle college, while I was in high school in Europe, like every day I was, I kept a journal and I would like write 10 things that I was grateful for, for that day. And that gave me a lot of perspective. That gave me a lot of, a lot of things to be grateful for because so many, at so many point, dude, like there's, there's more people going through the day that are like, oh fuck, like I don't have X, Y, Z. Like I don't have this or I don't have like nice shoes or whatever. Yeah. It's easy to, easy to miss all the things that you do have. So I think that kept me grounded. That kept me humble because it, it gave me, it allowed me to reflect on like, oh, here's, here's the good things in my life, you yeah. know, like having a roof over my head and like being able to live on my own is mm-hmm. a luxury. So I think writing down 10 things that I was grateful for, for that day helped me help keep my perspective in check. Yeah. That's um, crazy. You know, like me being on, on, uh, this real estate team, right. own real estate, by the way, <laughs> shout out um, to shout out own real estate on like Monday Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, every morning we start off before we dive into anything like real estate related. It always starts with gratefuls. Mm -hmm. And, you know, lately I've been kind of taking it for even that shit for granted. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh, I'm grateful for my car, grateful for my phone, (laughs) Uh, grateful it's Monday type shit, you know? Yeah. Um, But do you still do that like to this day? I do, yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't. I it's don't stick. Powerful, man. It is, man. Yeah. I don't stick to the regimen of like writing it down anymore. Yeah, yeah. I'll do it every now and then, maybe like okay. once every two weeks. But um, yeah, it's good to always sit down and you know pause, reflect on like the good that's happening in your life. Yeah, for um, sure. I like that, man. For sure. So, I want. I've always wanted to ask you this question because I know, I know you listen to this podcast. You put me on it. Okay. Um, but if you could speak to you know that like that piece of shit young kid <laughs> Patrick. Oh, right. If you could, if you could just speak to him, like knowing what you know now, the the story or the upbringing you've been through, everything that I've been through in your life to this day, uh-huh. if you could just tell Patrick like one piece of advice, like he's like what nine years old right now, like what would you say to him? Um, man, I'd say you know you're you're in for a fucking ride. <laughs> Get ready. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and then just keep working man i mean you did something right to get where you are um i'd say you know for one just learn how to be grateful earlier um because i didn't start learning about gratitude until literally like when i was 16 years old you know like to really be grateful um be grateful don't pay too much attention to what everyone is saying do your thing like don't let what others opinions or what others actions what other people do like get to you or change how you act or how you are as a person. Yeah. Um, and I'd say develop a good relationship with money early. Cause dude, I could have saved so much money, bro. Imagine being 13 years old, getting five bills a month and you're blowing it on shoes and Jordans and shit, dude. Like that would have amounted to like something. So I'd say just develop a good relationship with money early, earlier than, than I did. But yeah. It's awesome, man. Or, Damn, I remember because we were in Bash those days, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, dude. Bay Area sneakerheads. Fuck. Fine. I still remember my first meetup. I think it was with you. Was it? Well, what, I think it might you... have been with Nino, but I was like hella nervous. I don't know why. <laughs> I was like, dude, like, will this guy rob me? Like, <laughs> what if the fucking Jays are fake? Yeah. Oh, my fuck. God. And then I ended up, like, not going through with it. I oh, shoot. You met up with the guy and, like, you were like, nah, yeah, I don't want yeah, these I shoes, bro. Was, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Go home. My first pair of Jays were the fucking Metallic Fives, and that was, like, 
Like uh, the real drop. Yeah, I still remember that. I thought it was the Concords. It wasn't the Concords? No, it wasn't the Concords. The Concords were after. Oh, man. Dude, those shoes were so clean. I was so jealous, man. What? I remember at that the time. Concords yeah, the Concords? Yeah, because the fives. The Concords. I was like, really? Fuck, dude, these are. Man, see. Because you got it early, I remember. You got it early. I got the early release. <laughs> yeah, dude, you got the early release. And it was like, fuck, dude, nobody has these shoes. This fucker has them, man. Yeah. This shit's clean. This shit was dope, man. Dude, it uh, was. Where are those shoes now? I don't even know, bro. Do you but still have them? Did you sell them? I don't or? think I have them. I think I sold them. Oh, man. Yeah, I think I needed a, like, fucking i don't know if it was buy another pair of shoes but i think i needed to buy something so i sold it damn but those are those are cool shoes though <laughs> yeah, sure. um one more question one last question before i let you get out i know you're pretty busy um right. but i know legacy is pretty important to you you mm-hmm. know we heard, we just heard the legacy your your father left behind not mm-hmm. in, not only just for you but for so many people like how do you, you want to be remembered um I just want to be remembered as someone who did his own thing, man. You know, like wasn't worried about what others thought. Like, um, you know, obviously, like when I get older, I want to have a bigger impact. Like I want to be able to impact people's lives and um, make make a real difference like in the world, whatever yeah. that means. You know, that, that could mean like that could mean like you're like the third engineer at a startup or something or like you're a ceo or something like that or that could mean like you know maybe i'm a rock star network engineer or something who knows you know as long as i love what i do as long as i'm enjoying it and i'm making an impact and that's all i live for um and also just not caring like you know don't take people's opinions too seriously like you know it's it's good to take it with a grain of salt um because even after like even now dude like you know i have this good job and everything and like you know everything's good for us right like um i'll still have people telling me like you know why are you doing this like why don't you go do xyz yeah and it's like you know objectively speaking the people that are giving this advice like wouldn't really be qualified to give this you know what i mean they're just like dude like not to get weird on you or anything but it's like you know like you aren't living the life that i'm living and like you know we're we're living you grew up completely different than i grew up so it's like don't give me this this advice unless you can put yourself in my shoes which is like almost impossible for like you know i can't put myself in your shoes and like you yeah, know what i mean so sure. um i'd say just you know don't take people's opinions too seriously because they'd only see it from their perspective like yeah. they don't necessarily see like your vision yeah. so that's awesome man yeah. thank you man this was fun dude. yeah this was really yeah, fun, fun man shoot yeah this, this was fun dude this shit was dope dude Fuck, we got to do a follow-up man like two years from now or something for sure i was thinking <laughs> that too like mid, mid mid podcast i was like fuck like round two yeah for sure <laughs> definitely um but where can people find you, Patrick? Um, so you can find me on LinkedIn, my full name, Patrick William Fuentes Go, and my Instagram. Um, uh, if I don't know you, don't follow me. But uh, <laughs> my Instagram is uh, Patrick with three A's, two I's, and two K's. Um, yeah, again, like I won't accept your request unless I, I know you or I know of you. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Any last words you want to give out to all the listeners, all the people? You know, just wanting to do a little, little bit more in their life, or any any piece of advice that you can give to these people. I'd say just be grateful, uh, fuck what people think, and uh, keep hustling. <laughs> you heard it here, guys. Thank you guys for listening. Hancho, and we're out, man. Thank you, Patrick. <laughs> All right. That was it guys 
that was the conclusion of episode one of the Headhuncho podcast. If you made it this far, first off, I just want to say thank you. And, you know, if you liked what you just heard, if you liked what it was about, please repost, share with anyone, everyone on your IG, your Twitter, your Snapchat, all the socials. Put this shit out, man. I'd super appreciate it. You know, if there's anything you took out of that podcast and what you just heard, I hope that one thing, as mentioned, inspires you, motivates you in any way, or even just made you laugh in any way. I think I would have done my job right right there. But thank you for bearing with the static. I know you guys probably heard it every time I spoke. Maybe started digging your fingers in your head every time I spoke. I don't know. But thank you for getting this far. I know it was super cool to see Patrick and hear how he could tell a story at so well at age 20, you know. He had such a great thing to share, great experience. He's, he's gone through a lot at such a young age and it definitely shows through his de- demeanor, the way he talks, the way he presents himself. Shout out to Patrick, man. That was a wonderful first episode. Please let me know if you or anyone you know has a wonderful story or message that they want to share to the world. I'd be more than happy to have them come along on this podcast and really just have a fun time. I mean, that was super fun on my end. Same for Patrick's. It's it was a it was a good one, man. I honestly can't wait for the next one and I hope you guys can't wait for the next one too. So give me your feedback, guys. I Like I said, for the third, fourth, fifth time, we are here to grow. We are here to get better at what we do, at every little thing we do every single day. If we're not growing, we're dying. So let me know, man. Again, guys, this is your host of the Head Honcho podcast. I go by the name of Cedric Ramos, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.